Hey guys, this is not the official introduction for this episode. That's coming up after this. This is an add-on being recorded in May. Everything else after this has been recorded in February. Long story, but I'm going to cut it short. If you follow me on social media at T101podcast, you can go back in the files and see this post that I posted about this. Why this episode has taken so long. This was recorded in February. It's now May, and you're finally being able to hear it. Well, Long story short, Rochelle Neal from the upcoming Terminator Dark Fate came on the podcast. After we did the recording, she messaged me on social media and said, hey, can you hold off on releasing it? My team and I don't feel comfortable with it being out there just yet. And I said, okay, absolutely. I respect that. You know, I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. But in the back of my head, I was like, well, why did you come on in the first place? But I didn't say that. I was just like, absolutely, I'll wait. And she said, give me about a week and I'll get in touch with you. Never did. Months roll by, I reach out multiple times and ask her, you know, is there any updates on when I can release this? And I don't hear anything from her. Finally, in May, she blocks me on social media, guys. Unfortunately, very unfortunate, because I thought her and I had a great uh, time during the episode. Uh, We had a great rapport. I thought it was all beautiful stuff. And I don't know what's going on on her end, but it's unfortunate And I reviewed the episode. And really, guys, this is a very surface-level kind of episode. We don't go into spoiler territory at all with it. She's very vague in the episode. You know, when I was talking to Brett from Terminator Dark Fate, he went, you know, kind of in-depth with it. And he had no issue with the episode being released. So, you know, it's unfortunate she blocked me. But I made it my decision to release the episode now for you guys. And I hope you enjoy it, and I hope one day Rochelle and I can fix whatever the issue is going on um, between us, because I didn't think there was an issue, but apparently there is. (laughs) So anyways, guys, having said all that, drama aside, enjoy this episode, and I have no hard feelings toward Rochelle. She's a lovely person, and, you know, at the end of the day, it's a business, and so I think it's, you know, business is getting in the way of whatever. But she agreed to come on, so I am now giving you the episode with Rochelle Neal. Enjoy it. We're getting into the original introduction right now. All right, guys, before we get into the episode, I want to shout out the current Patreon members over on the Terminator 101 Patreon page. Here we go. Lucas Grudzian, Engelbert Sebastian, Ruben Dobson, Danny Pirate, Ami Prasad, T-Bob Art, and Marie Sperlick. Thank you so much for your patronage. You guys are a big part of the continued growth of Terminator 101. Now, if you want to join that list, plus gain extra content and benefits, it's very simple. All you have to do is hit up patreon.com slash t101podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Terminator 101. I'm Eddie Green, and boy, are you guys in for a treat. I'm so excited to present this episode to you, like I am with every episode, but this is a very special one because coming up, we have Rochelle Neal from the upcoming Terminator, and uh, she was such she was such a delight to talk to. She really was. Um, you know, we talk about... Her career, which had a very major film in it that is not even listed on her IMDb page. And uh, she was kind of shocked to find that out. Um, And she looked it up during the conversation, which was awesome. And, um, 
you know, we talk about, you know, what got her into acting and, and, and everything leading up to Terminator, which includes her recent work in a, uh, in a new field that she's very unfamiliar with up until that point, video games. She was part of a video game and the performance capture. And we talk about the, the idea of motion capture being a valid form of art that's discussed. And of course the Terminator talk, everything from the vibe that the set gave off to whether or not she thinks the film will be rated R, which was a fun talk because she comes from London. And so I had to explain to her what London's version of rated R would be. Um, so we, you know, we cover a lot of stuff in this conversation, well over an hour. And, uh, Rochelle, thank you so much for coming on. If you're listening to this, thank you. You know, it really does mean a lot that, uh, these actors donate their time and filmmakers and, and, and writers and whatnot donate their time to the podcast because one, it adds validity to the podcast and two, it just, it makes for much more interesting content, and that's what I'm striving to do. And it gets everybody hyped for the film, so it's so awesome to see that so many of these actors and filmmakers are down-to-earth and willing to come on. So, Rochelle, thank you. And everybody, you are in for a treat. Enjoy this episode. After these sponsors, Rochelle Neal. Five, Four, three, two, one. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Terminator 101. I'm Eddie Green, but that's not why you're here. If you're listening to this particular episode, you are here because on the other end of the line is Rochelle Neal, and uh, she is from the upcoming Terminator film, which is the film that has introduced me to her, and I think it's going to introduce a lot of people to her. Um, so I'm really hi. excited to have to have her on here. Yes, Rochelle. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. No, thank you for coming on. Believe me, you, that I need to be saying thank you. So um, this is really fun. And, and I wanted to, because I like to start, um, I like to start these at the beginning and then we'll eventually get to as much as we can talk about Terminator. Um, <laughs> what... What was the 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 bug for you that got you into this industry? Why did you choose acting? Oh, oh wow! So we're starting like from the beginning. Wow. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay. No, we're straight in there. It's great. Um, for me, I was I was a kid, so um, in the UK, we like you study Shakespeare and things like that at school, and I was first introduced to it. I was quite young maybe seven or eight um and we were studying Romeo and Juliet and I was just obsessed with it I was quite a um I don't know facetious child I don't know um and I was just obsessed with it because it felt like learning a new language Shakespeare I don't know if you've read any um and it kind of rippled from there I started doing it on Saturdays and then as like a teenager like my early teens I ended up in one of the Harry Potter films and then I ended up going to a stage school um, and then I graduated from that and then uh, went straight into the West End, did a lot of theatre. Um, so yeah, it kind of was like a ripple effect for me just as a kid being really fascinated with with words, really. That was, that's literally my journey <laughs> up until now. I mean, it sounds uh, like a straight line, it's not, it's very higgledy-piggledy, but... Uh, that's pretty much it. 
Now, you mentioned Harry Potter. What Harry Potter film were you in? Uh, the third one. I don't think you'll see me. And if you do, I don't think you'll recognize me because I was really small and really chubby um, as a kid. Um, but the third one, uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. So, yeah, that kind of that kind of changed everything for me. So even though it wasn't a very big role at all, um, it it sort of introduced me to the world of making films and and because I ended up missing a lot of school to go and film it I ended up going to a stage school that's kind of what what kind of shifted everything into gear um, and then I started training properly as an actor and in and music and singing and dancing and that that film kind of tipped my life which is hilarious because I don't think you'd see me if you were to watch it um but that was definitely a turning point in my life that movie so yeah did you i assume you made the final cut correct i don't know i haven't watched it so you'll um <laughs> you will uh realize i don't know with actors i can't bear watching myself so i have no idea i you can count on maybe one hand anything i've been in that i've actually seen so i have absolutely no idea whether I'm in that movie or not well what was your role in Harry Potter like what did you do I was just child schoolgirl. I know I was in Hufflepuff um because I wore the 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 mustard stuff but yeah I was just child so I would just sit on set and um be a be a child basically that was that was my role that was my introduction to professional acting sitting on set watching this weird, amazing Hogwarts world with loads of other kids. It's a really funny experience because you would, um, you know, legally uh, in the UK, I don't know if it's the same now, but when I was what, 12, 13, you had to do like a certain number of hours of academic a day. So we would all be on set and sort of sitting around and being in the scenes as children, because obviously they, they make up the entire school and that's like all, obviously all real. There's just lots of kids. And then um, we'd then all get herded off to like little rooms or sort of makeshift um, sort of rooms uh, to, to study and do any schoolwork that we legally, you know, had to do. So it was quite a fun, um, a very fun experience, a very fun experience. It, it definitely did the trick. I was completely obsessed with acting and the world of make-believe after that. And was um, uh, Alfonso Coron, was he on set or? I can't remember. He must have been. I can't really remember. I can remember just uh, being surrounded by loads of kids and loads of yeah. chaperones. Yeah, I can't really, really remember. I can remember um, one time being uh, with like walking along like a, a makeshift road that they'd made. And I don't know, it just felt like, a, like a being paid to play, really. Um, but obviously on set you have like, I, I, I have a clearer, not that I even remember his name, but I have a clearer um, memory of the ADs, the people sort of herding us around basically or shouting action and, and cut and, and stuff more, more than Alfonso. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. That's, that's so crazy because I didn't actually, I don't even know if that's, I like to do my research when I'm, gonna have somebody on and i had no idea harry potter was a part of your filmography i don't even know uh, if it's on your imdb i don't know i haven't checked let me look <laughs> i don't think it is i don't think it is i should do 
put out like a photo of me as a, like I think I've got some photos of me and my Hufflepuff. I should dig them out and put it. Oh no, it's not. I didn't make it, so I must not be in the final cut then. Well, that's disheartening. (laughs) I don't know, really. I feel like with this industry, it's like you know, you you sort of have these amazing experiences, and I don't know. I don't know. I should find it. I don't know. Should it? Should it be? I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe I didn't make it. Um, I mean. My girlfriend is a huge Harry Potter fan, so when I tell her this, because, I mean, I told her I was talking to someone from Terminator, but, I mean, now when I tell her that, yeah, now now when I tell her that, I talk to somebody who is in her favorite film, by the way, in the entire series. Prisoner of Azkaban is her favorite. Yeah. Really? How funny. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird, um, it's one of those things, I don't know, it wasn't a big role. I was a child, so... It's kind yeah. of that, um, for me, it's more, that was a turning point in my life, but I don't think it was anything, I don't know, for you guys to write home about. My parents are really proud, I guess. Or, or not, uh, maybe proud more as in they, they finally took me seriously when I was like, I really want to do this for a living. This is my life. Sort of oh my gosh, yes. Because I mean, your, your, your young child says that and you're just like, okay, yep, uh-huh. And <laughs> yeah. They were yeah, um, you know, it, nervous of it, I think. No one in my family are actors, so they were, um, yeah, they were a little bit nervous of it. So um, that movie, that movie comes out in, oh man, I got to jog my mind here, 2004? Yes. 2005? Yeah, 2004, I would say. 2004, 2005. Okay, so that's the turning it. point for you. Yeah, that's a turning point. And I've got my laptop in front of me and the prisoner at 2004. There we go. Yeah, okay. so that, that is, that was, I did that and then I started training at Italia Conti. That was a turning point because I think I did it through the agency there. Um, so yeah, that was a big turning point for me. Now, do you keep in yeah. touch with anybody from the film or... Uh, my friend Regina Comley, she was another kid. No, not really. Like, we were so young. No, not really. Not really. Because I'm just trying to, because I, I know that that's the turning point for you. So you go to, from that point, you go oh. to an agency, correct? Yeah, so I started training at a school called Italia Conti, and they had uh, an agency at the school that I started you know, working with, I guess, while I was training. And out of everything that you've done from, from, we'll say from that point on, what's kind of putting aside Terminator, what's kind of the standout project for you? Oh gosh, that's really hard. Cause you love them all for, for different reasons, really. Um, oh, I don't know. That's really it's hard. Like picking I say, your children. Yeah, I think I think it's every I think every job you learn something or you experience something. Like I, I do it. I've I've realised as I've as I've gone along, like this career, like sort of why I do it, and it's so much for the experience. Like I just like the world of make believe and the world of pretend is so is so magical. Um, so I've had such like great experiences I'd say I'd say life-wise like I did Chicago the the musical and I made 
that's the job I think I made like my BFFs um, the women I, I worked with in that show like I was 19 when I started it and I um, I don't know whether you've seen it but it's a a lot of the women are very strong very mature and I just met a group of women who who have taught me so much have sort of nurtured me so much um, in that job so I think that definitely stands out um, I'm working actually on a cool project at the moment that I'm really in love with, a video game called Anthem. Um, yes, I've been seeing posts about that on your uh, social media. Yeah, I'm, so I guess maybe I'm in the throes of that, so I'm really in love with everyone there <laughs> at the moment. Um, so that's cool. That was the first time I'd ever uh, worked using motion capture, um, which is like a uh adults playground because there's like all these there's like 80 cameras in the room and you're covered in balls and velcro and it just it's the the world of make-believe at its most intense and it's amazing what they do like the technology is just incredible so yeah i'm doing that um but yeah it's really it is really hard to pick it's really hard to pick i don't know so you're okay so you're at that that's fascinating that you're doing the the motion capture now what's really interesting is that kind of ties into james cameron because um i'm a big fan of cameron obviously and he is a big believer i believe he calls it performance capture and mm -hmm. do you i want to know your opinion on a lot of people still to this day, as incredible as that technology is and what it can do for an actor, they still have a very hard time kind of looking past that fine line that it is walking on. You know, it's people don't really appreciate it as much as traditional in in camera acting. You know what I mean? Yes, I do know what you mean. Um, what is your view on that? Do you think it's an art form that should be taken a whole lot more seriously or? Yeah, I, I think it's, I always say you use, for motion capture, for me, I felt, I felt like a, it's almost like theater movement. You use the, the, the physicality of that you would maybe when you're in a theater, so you're a lot more pre precise with your, with your movements because you can't, you know, cover your balls, um, as they say. Um, and then vocally, I would think of it being closer to when you do voiceover work and then you have the face, the intensity, like facial expressions, especially if you're wearing a head cam of when you're working on camera, because it is literally a camera that's strapped to your head. So I feel like the, the, the technique of it and the art of it um, is definitely not something that one should take lightly or you know for me it was it was a, a a wonderful a wonderful a wonderful challenge um and i i would be i would be very surprised if anyone didn't or if anyone had actually seen it or or tried to do it and would then speak lowly of it um like what's his name andy um what's circus his? yes like an absolute master uh of of motion capture like absolute dream um yeah no i i have a lot of respect for for it having like i did before but also having worked in it i'm like no like this is this is legit <laughs> like i would 
Um, and it's really fun and you have to use, because obviously you're in an empty room, so you're using so much of your imagination, um, you know, to, uh, to, to, to actively create the world around you and respond to the world around you as if it were there, you know? So, so what were you, because I'm actually not very familiar with this uh, uh, property that it's associated with, what were you uh, imagining that you were in? Like, what was the situations? Oh, well, I can't actually speak about it properly, if I'm honest yet. Oh, no? Because it's not out to the 22nd, yeah. Oh, so, man. yeah, so you're a week out, we've got a week. Um, so, yeah, so you'll have to wait and see. It's so funny I, uh, when you're in this stage of projects where you're just like, uh, I don't really know what to say. It was really fun. Everyone was really nice. Um, <laughs> you know, it is magical. I've seen bits. I've seen bits. So I'm, I didn't really know a lot about the gaming world before I, before I started on it. And I've obviously learned so much. It is the most intense, magical um, world. I've, I've just been absolutely floored by, by the technology. I must sound like such a grandma, but like, by the technology, by uh, what the animators have, have created. It just, like the team at EA and Bioware, just, yeah, they blow my mind. It's amazing. Very, very humbling. Is it a uh, like a first person kind of kind of game? Yes. Yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> oh my god! Thank I'm god like, I answered that. I was like, uh, I think, yeah, it is. <laughs> I am like just so disconnected with 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 video games. I mean, I have a PS4, but I do not play them very much. So oh, after this, um, you're gonna have to go out and buy Anthem and play it. Let me know what you think. I will have to. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So did so okay. Where along the line in this crazy because I mean it's a very simple line looking in hindsight, but it's filled with I'm sure ups and downs. Where along the line did the name Terminator fall into place? Where were you? Do you remember what you were doing, or did you have to audition mm, for it? Uh, I. It didn't, because they always go by, um, like, different names when, obviously, because they don't want spoilers or, or fans to get a hold of anything. So I was, I was in L.A. I can remember being in L.A. and I got just a side of, of script, um, just like a couple pages uh, for an undisclosed project, an undisclosed sort of role thing. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and I self-taped for it because uh, I was actually cast via London. Um, and then I didn't hear anything. I was just, I sent the tape out into the ether. Um, and then I didn't hear anything for months. And then I randomly got a call in like August, I want to say, August or September even, uh, from my from my team saying oh yeah that's what it was for and you know, uh they like your tape and they would love to cast you and i was like oh okay so it was that <laughs> that's kind of how it happened it was very um you audition for something that you don't really know what it is and you just make up what you want to do with the sides that you have and then sometimes they call sometimes they don't and they called this time <laughs> so yeah that was that was it not very so glamorous do you, i don't know <laughs> well no it's very cool but like 
how do you like why do you think because i mean just the fact that you told me you were just in la and you got side side scripts it's like how did that land in your lap <laughs> oh my my agents my team yeah they the casting breakdown must have gone out in london or in la and then they would submit a picture of me to the casting director and then she was like yeah could you ask her to um to send me a self tape of this so yeah there's a whole there's a whole team of people um <laughs> behind most actors who who are like searching for jobs for them basically and uh okay yeah. so yeah so the- so, so, so no, that's I wasn't their just job. Like, yeah, I wasn't just like hanging out in a bar and someone was like, hey, yeah, here's my script. Like, no, it's like, it's someone's job, yeah, to, <laughs> to find it for me. But how, I mean, but I mean, in all seriousness, how cool would that be if you're just in yeah, a bar and yeah. someone walks over and says, hey, here's a Terminator script. I, you want to yeah, read it? Can you imagine? How amazing <laughs> would that be? Like, there would be way more people in LA just like hanging out in bars, just like, but you never know. I always believe in in the magic of things but yeah no it's <laughs> it's it's someone's job to to find it for me thankfully yeah, yeah. speaking of like speaking of that like like the 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 like the fantasizing of it it, it reminds me of um la la land which is... i was just thinking that it's funny i was just thinking that yeah, yeah like yeah, just sort of like it just sort of happens it falls falls into your lap even though la la land i quite liked how they um, they they showed the struggle, they showed the hustle, which I which I appreciated having been in the industry because I feel like that's often um, the one thing that people don't realise. Um, it can be a very glamorous career in some ways, but oh, but you know nine times out of ten it is, you know, it's the work. It's all about the work, knocking down, and you know. Yeah, I remember watching that movie in in theaters, and it it's actually my favorite film of 2016. Oh, I love that! And yeah, I oh I, I adore La La Land. Um, <laughs> and the scene with uh, uh, Emma Stone when she's doing her audition, yeah, and and the person that she's auditioning for is like on their phone, and then the person behind her is like holding a sticky note up against the door. Oh my door. god. Oh, it's excruciating. It's excruciating. I literally watched that like, oh my god. Yeah, and then yeah. they're like, okay, okay, uh, uh like pick up where you were. And then and they're like, like, actually no. Like you're dead. Oh my gosh. I felt that. Like I like I felt her 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 total just what just happened like I gave my all and no one cared I feel like I read somewhere that that actually happened to Ryan to Ryan Gosling I feel like that was based off a real a real situation I feel like I, I read that somewhere right. yeah yeah that was based off real um but yeah no auditions are it's weird because sometimes I, I audition for things or I'm out auditioning and and it's the most amazing experience and I get so much energy from it and then other times it can be absolutely yeah, soul destroying. It's funny. It's really funny. It's a funny industry. Well, it's cool that you're so like optimistic about it. Like you're saying <laughs> it's funny. Like that's I mean, that's really the 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 kind of mindset you need for it. Oh yeah. I think it's I I always say I take the work really seriously, but I don't take myself very seriously. And I think that um you know, I think that's a, that served me in really good stead. I think, especially, you know, I started from a, from a child, really, not a child, but like my teens, I spent a lot of my teens training and sort of uh, being 
surrounded by you know the biz the industry and I think in terms of longevity and, and things like that I think you quickly learn um to obviously have a very thick skin uh, but you also for me I learned where to put my value or or where to put my energy like all those things I think uh, are really important and sometimes just as important as you know knowing your lines or going to auditions it's knowing um what to do with your energy what to put your energy into and I do believe if you put out the positive energy and you and you are grateful for the experiences that you have and you know it it's it's amazing and also you know at the end of the day I am an actor like I don't um I'm not a brain surgeon like no one no one dies no one's gonna die you know even though sometimes it can feel like life or death like you know it's a very humbling career really with with really i mean at the end of the day assuming that you just you have that kind of breakout thing it's it's nothing but rewarding i would think yeah it's amazing it's am- like it is amazing it can be um I think, yeah, this career can be completely um, life-changing, but it can also be, um, I don't know how to, how to describe it. I don't know how to describe it. I feel like you know what I'm saying, but I, it's, um, yeah, when things are amazing and when things are, you know, you've got a movie coming out or, you know, you make the final cut, like all those things. Yeah, it's rejoice, like it's easy to rejoice and all your friends and family and everyone around you and everyone's very proud of you. Um, But I also think it's uh, important to be just as like joyful and happy when you're on the other end of the scale and maybe you don't make the final cut or maybe you didn't get the job or, you know, or maybe you did get the job and the movie flopped or maybe like all these sort of things that can happen in this industry that are a part and parcel of the job. I don't know. I think it's, it's always good to, to keep quite a steady um, mindset. And the mindset I've decided to keep is a joyful one. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, wh- you, you, <laughs> you get the script. I know, I know you're like, all right, all right, we're back to Terminator. All right. Um, <laughs> So you get the script and you're like, perfect, here's my audition. And then months later, you get the confirmation that, yes, we want you in the film. Yes. Then I assume I'm going to I'm just going to place you in L.A., but you could have been anywhere. But I was in L.A. Yeah, I was in L.A. Good. Good. Cool. Okay. (laughs) Um, So from L.A., you fly to because it's been, you know, publicly known that it that it was filmed in Budapest, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so you fly to Budapest, and um, can you tell me how many days you were on set? What was your experience like working with, you don't even have to say names, like, what was your experience? What was the vibe on set? <laughs> okay, I'm going to speak really slowly, because I'm so Go scared. <laughs> I'm so scared that I'm going to start, like, rattling off things, and then I'm going to be like, oh, fuck. Um, I'll so, even stop you. I'll even okay, stop you. I'll okay, be like, that's okay. too much. No, because it's true. Like, no one wants to be the, the the loser that spoils the movie. You know, it's like sometimes it's good to go and be like surprised. Um, not that I would yeah. have any spoilers. I know nothing. That's what I, I know absolutely nothing. But um, 
I would say Budapest is amazing. If you haven't been, you should go. Definitely travel there. The history is amazing. Um, I would say the vibe on set was great. Um, everyone was very lovely, very kind, really hardworking. Um, yeah, it's how, I mean, there is, I keep using the word magical, but it is like you're like how, I did feel very lucky and I think everyone did feel very lucky. Like we're making a, a, a wonderful movie or a part of a, a wonderful franchise. Um, so yeah, there was, there was no, um, there were well, not that I saw, there was no, nothing sort of negative really at all. Like everyone, Tim, the director, I can definitely mention him cause you guys know, and I would definitely work with him. Um, like, ran just a really lovely set like everyone was so um in really good spirits um you know and I came into it quite they'd been filming for a little while by the time I arrived so I sort of jumped into a ready an already moving ship as it were and they made me feel extremely welcome um extremely supported extremely encouraged um it was a really safe space as an actor to sort of play and yeah it was it was everything that i i hoped it would be because you know at the end of the day it can it can be very intimidating you know walking onto a terminator set you know um but yeah no they made me feel like part of the gang straight away it was awesome does that answer the question <laughs> it does thank you <laughs> um <laughs> Because what because what's really fascinating is I've um, already had on the show I've had three other people that have been um, a part of the production I've had Brett Azar who is credited with being Arnold's body double mm-hmm. uh, in Genesis and we can assume in this next film he was also pretty vague about it but um, I've had uh, Claudia Trujillo and Daniel Ibanya and I asked them I I, I said do you know the name Rochelle Neal? Because I knew at that point that I was going to hopefully be talking to you. <laughs> and they said, no, we, we, we didn't work with her. Mm-hmm. And I'm really fascinated that it's like, you know, like when you, cause when you're scrolling through a cast list, like I did on IMDb, everybody's there. And so you just assume that, okay, well then they all work together at some point, but this oh, seems no. like a, yeah. No, it's a, there's, there's so much happening and they, they shoot everything out of sequence and you only come in for the days where you're, when you're needed. So yeah, there is, I, I know literally if I was to scroll through the cast list, I know maybe five people in the cast. And is that, but like, is that excluding the big, like obvious names or? That's all the big obvious names and one other. Okay. Now, wh- what is your like? Wh- what is your um, <laughs> fandom like? What is your fandom of Terminator? Like, putting aside the film you worked on, what is because this this podcast is really focused and dedicated to because I only consider the the first two films the actual true story up until now because we know that this film is supposed to be the the, the the continuation from Terminator 2. So what is your perspective and how do you view those those classic films from the 80s and 90s? Um, 
I think they're great. I'm definitely a fan. I feel I think for me it was there was a lot of sort of homework that I needed to do before I went on before I went on set. And I think um, I don't know. It's it's a bit like I can't. I like I don't really know a world without the Terminator movies. So I feel if that makes any sense because they came out when we were kids. Um, and I like that. I don't really know. Or before I was even born, I think no. I don't can't remember. Well, the, years. the first one came out in '84. Exactly. So before we were even born. So I I wasn't alive in a world without Terminator. So there's so much that it's so, such a part of like the. Um, I don't know if I'm using this word right, but the the sort of of our our uh, not culture, but like the the our collective sort of mind really so i i think to find someone who isn't a fan of terminator or the franchise is is i think would be hard so for me i was kind of just on that wave and just like this is amazing this is a uh uh sort of a um why can't i find my words today um what's the word to describe it uh, this is um Gosh, I can't find the words to describe it, but this is a, if I just felt very honored to be part of it and very honored to be part of something that um, has stood the test of time, like over like decades, you know, but a bit like saying, like say with Terminator, the way, the way I sort of see it and I, the way I see the, the first two movies and, and all of them really, because I watched through, you know, just everything, um, it's yes yeah, it's, it's life it's a part of sort of hollywood and and uh you know the big action movies of our time so that was sort of me and my fangirl base if that makes any sense yeah do you agree though with the direction that they chose to go with basically pretending as if rise of the machine salvation and genesis were just as james cameron put it uh like a bad dream um it's weird because I, did, I didn't really, I, I have no, um, I don't know, I, I, I have no, if I'm honest, I have no opinion really with that, like to good or bad, if I'm honest. Like I, I don't, no, I'll take that back. I have no opinion uh, in a bad way at all. I think... The, for me, I feel like with Terminator, it is what it is, and I and I have a lot of respect for all of the movies and for the the choices that each individual one took. And they may not have been for everyone or at whatever stage, but I know for me, I thought I think they're all great in their own way, if that makes any sense. <laughs> it's just, I mean, for someone who is like like this is literally like essentially not what i live for but it's, i know it, it's what makes life you know sort of like ah okay i i get to live life because like you said terminator is a part of it and there mm. it's just it just means so much so it's just fascinating hearing that i mean even someone who saw genesis because i saw genesis a bunch of times and i was just i was so happy when this announcement was made that everything following Terminator 2 was going to be negated and put to the side. Oh, I think maybe it's the artist in me. I think I, I really struggle to, um, I don't know. I, I, I believe just it, when, when someone puts 
like work into something and they and they express in some way and then they put that out into the world I don't know I just have a lot of respect for it so I guess you know but everything's not for everyone and and I think it's amazing and I love how much of a fan you are of all of them and I think that's like I would say go through life within with enthusiasm like find something that you love and like freaking love it you know um but I just think for me, I think it, I, I really struggle to, um, to, especially when it comes to Terminator, I think I would really struggle to, to have a bad word for any of them. But I think maybe when I was watching the movies, I was watching them with a sense of such excitement and such, you know, or re-watching some of them, but like with such excitement and anticipation, I was like, I love this. I love them all. This is amazing. Can't wait to join, <laughs> join the family. Like that's kind of where my head's at with it. But I appreciate it. And I think it's good. I think maybe there's, there will always be someone who's a film critic. So I'm sure they will tell me, you know, what's good and what's not. But as an artist, I, I, I can always find something that I appreciate in people's work, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that when they were making these films, they, you know, I'd like to think they, they just weren't doing it for like a paycheck that they actually had respect for it. It's yeah. It's just that that's probably what it is, the fact that you were actually a part of it and you have such enthusiasm for it. So maybe in like, I don't know, a couple of years from now, <laughs> ask you again and then be like, all right. I'll be like, okay, I get it. I see what you mean now. I see what you mean now. Yeah, like yeah, you can have... You can have respect for it, but like, you just just acknowledge the fact that I mean, they weren't up to par with one and two. You <laughs> yeah, know what okay. I mean? Like, well, well, okay, I'm 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 team, I'm team. I'm excited to see what Terminator Dark Fate has to bring. I think let's onwards, move onwards. <laughs> you know, we'll see, we'll see. I'm excited. I'm excited by them all, and I'm excited by the past ones as well. But yeah, this one exactly. is the. Um, yeah, the next one on from one and two. And that's so Dark Fate is like what has been recently uh, revealed, but it's it's still considered a working title. So um, mm. I know I know from seeing photos of uh, like behind the scenes and whatnot, it was uh, called uh, Terminator Phoenix on on set. And mm. uh, what is like what is your opinion of this? this title like do you think it's a fitting title because i'm actually a big fan of of dark fate i would prefer it over phoenix uh so i when i uh yeah phoenix was the code name i didn't ever think phoenix would be the name of the of the of the film i think it phoenix was more just the the name that we all used um like in you know the production stills and stuff like that um and Terminator Dark Fate, yeah, love it, love it. Because it's because it, yeah, because it's a great playoff of the whole no fate, which is what you know one of the big uh, themes of Terminator Two is. You know that there's no fate but what you make. Yeah. So now, if if this is the official title, Dark Fate, I mean that just that just sounds beautiful when you put it next to Terminator Two. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love, I love your enthusiasm. This is amazing. I think it's great. Yeah. I love it too. It sounds good. Oh man. Like, I'll, I'll tell you like, um, yeah, my, my fandom is, is through the roof. Like at some point I already have like a, from the chest up an endoskeleton bust, but like 
<laughs> at some point in my life, I will own a full-scale, life-size endoskeleton, and that'll be like my 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 favorite thing of all time. It's oh, just amazing. It's just the fact that I'm talking to you, and the fact that I've talked to who I've talked to, and you're all a part of it. So, like, it's what you said. It's it's a family. Like at the end of the day, you you might not have worked together, but you're all a part of this thing. And whether fans want to pretend like certain films didn't exist or if they want to pretend they all exist, it's, it's just a really awesome thing. And I think I said this to the, to, to the other three cast members that I talked to that depending on, because I don't know the size of your role, but if you stand out in this film, I think it's going to be like a big thing in your, in your filmography. So when you look back, you're like, yeah, Harry Potter gave me the the bug, but man, Terminator Dark Fate, like that was the, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm excited for that. I, I, yeah, we'll we'll see, we'll see. I, I feel, I think maybe it's kind of what I said before, the experience of these things, like I, I think all of that for me in my head is like would be the cherry, but like from where I'm sitting, I feel like I already ate the really big cake if that makes any sense, you know? Yeah, no, it does. And, and I mean, you're all like, you, like you are credited with a name. You are, you have a name. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. In this film. Yes. Made it. C5 made co-pilot. It. Yeah. She's pretty cool. C5 co-pilot. And I'm, and I've been scratching my head thinking, okay, what, like, what could that mean? What could that mean? What does that mean? Like, cause I don't know what this story is. I don't know anything about this. So I'm trying to piece it all together. And I, and I noticed that there's other pilots in, in, in the credit list as well. So clearly you're some kind of a government <laughs> pilot. I mean, I'm not trying to get anything out of you. I'm just going to be like throwing some <laughs> stuff at you and just, you can laugh it off. Or no, you can, I love you know, it. Like, I can't wait for you to like, then I, I have no idea how everything's going but I can't wait for you to when it comes out and I would I would love to speak to you again when it comes out and you've had all your questions answered and to see what you think of everything and everyone you've spoken to and and I think it would probably make sense yeah it will it will definitely make sense but yeah I, I look forward to to I look forward to, to your reaction I think that's it's really cool I think it's really cool but yeah, I, I don't. Re- I know nothing as well. You also have to remember that. Like genuinely, I know nothing. Yeah, that's the uh, <laughs> that's the thing I've that I've gathered from talking to everyone. It's just that it was so like, and I and I think that's with a lot of films that are part of franchises. They 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 don't give you the entire script. No, I know absolutely nothing. I only know yeah. what I did, and I have no idea how that fits into the whole thing at all. Um, so it's going to be just as exciting for me. I can't wait. Maybe we should watch it together. That's great. Well, there I'll be like, like, oh, but, that's what that person does. <laughs> well, that's that 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 brings up an interesting question. So, if you don't, as an actor, if you don't know what else is like the bigger picture, do you think that that is sort of detrimental to the overall performance, or do they actually tell you, like, okay, so the like the scene that came before this is this and we need you to be like this. Um, they, yeah, they do give you context around it if, if, ne- if needed. Um, 
but that's one thing actually I really liked when I was working on it was that there, there is a kind of, or even say when I auditioned, there's a kind of freedom, I think, to not knowing sometimes. Um, because, say, just from an actor's standpoint, in life you don't often know the circumstances behind why you're meeting certain people or, you know, why certain things are happening and you just respond, you know. Um, so for me, as an actor, I was like, this is great. Sometimes even in other things that I've worked on, it's the not knowing can actually really work in your favour because you're like, well, I just have to live truthfully in this moment and that's that's what I'm that's what I'm doing, <laughs> you know. So actor actor standpoint wise, no, I think it's it actually helps me personally. because um, yeah, I think sometimes if you over talk it or you know too much, I feel like it can sometimes take the drama out of it and it's like I'm not feeling I'm rationalizing. You know. So gotcha. yeah. That's yeah, that's but- how I work. But other actors are different. Some I know some actors can find it quite frustrating and they're like tell me everything I need to like I need this to base my character on whereas I'm like nah like I'm what's happening right in this very moment okay great let me do this you know so what's in so so what's interesting is the fact that and I'm and I'm not going to keep you much longer I just um um what is your opinion on Tim Miller taking over the reins I know that uh, you said that it was a joy to work with him, but do you think that he is a that he truly was the right choice if Cameron wasn't going to direct Tim Miller? Yes, I I don't know the like as in like it's the the job wasn't in my mind without Tim Miller. Um, so yeah, I think he's amazing. I think he's awesome. I think Jim Cameron's also awesome. Um, but yeah, working with Tim Miller was like such a fun experience I think he's a really great director I think he's a really cool guy um yeah team Tim I think he did a a, a great job yeah yeah I I, you know I always say like the fish stinks from the head it's a really gross (laughs) phrase but you can always tell um from the moment you set step on set um the vibe of everyone and and that always starts from like the producers and the directors and if they're you know, if something's a bit off with them, it will it will always trickle down into production. And on this, everyone was genuinely, I'm not just saying that because, you know, it's nice to be joyful. Like everyone was genuinely like really nice and really cool, really great vibes, really positive. And I think that has a lot to do with Tim. And I think that has a lot to do with James and all the other producers and, you know, people in positions of power, <laughs> um, you know, creating the movie and, you know, it was good. It was really good. That's that, that's <laughs> awesome to hear. You know, like like that's like that's really good to hear because, you know, you uh, fans think of this as their own. So it you know it's good to hear that. Okay, it's in good hands. Oh, you know? I definitely feel like it's in good hands, and I feel like it's like it's like cooking with love. You know, like it's I think it's in good hands, and I think everyone came to it with the right energy and the right attitude, and I and I hope. And I'm I'm sure it will. It will show in the movie and in the work. So, what was the vibe that the that your that your part of the script gave off? Because the thing <laughs> that everybody, like seriously, the thing that everybody that I know about wants from this movie, besides being faithful and true and whatnot, we want it to be rated R. 
and oh you have to explain that to me sorry rated r is in um sorry in the uk we rate films differently is in like uh pg or not pg oh okay uh yeah because in america <laughs> pg is like family friendly okay and r is what because we do PG R is and like, do like numbers. 17 and up. It's like restricted. Oh, like an 18. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, I couldn't answer that one. I have no idea. No? No, I have no idea. Yeah. I don't think I could uh, answer that one. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, it's, just, it's just because Terminator, it started out as a rated R franchise, like a very kind of hardcore, brutal kind of thing. And the later sequels kind of diluted it down to family-friendly entertainment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so it's just, we're hoping like, 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 like Terminator fans want this to be the return to the, like no kids. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, no, I couldn't, I couldn't really comment on it. If I'm honest, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Like, like you can't I comment on no, it. And I was in like, I didn't, I didn't, I don't yeah I I I don't I didn't get the vibe like it was I don't know I don't know I, like I <laughs> but I wouldn't say I, I I have no idea I I I'm guessing now as much as anything um Yeah I I I don't know I didn't get the vibe like it was necessarily for children or or young adults or or adults specifically or like I, I but I think you know it is Terminator so I doubt that anyone would really bring like little kids <laughs> to it I don't I generally don't know actually I'm just I'm guessing as much as you are look this is hilarious this is so much fun what else should we guess <laughs> like, <laughs> we should have like people phoning in like other people like asking questions and we just guess <laughs> oh my gosh that, that'd be fun <laughs> Yeah, I get, need to figure out how to do that. Yeah, get other um, get other cast members, get like Arnold on, and he'll just we'll just sit around guessing. Like he'll be like, I don't know, I don't know either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just casually get Arnold on. Yeah, yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> that's easy. Um, <laughs> no, no, that's really funny that you bring that up because uh, Claudia, when I talked to her, she uh, she plays maybe this will uh, she plays Maria in mm-hmm. the film. Um. I uh, like like when we like when we finished our uh, conversation, um, we messaged each other back and she was like, or I think I jokingly said something along the lines of, oh, can you maybe get Arnold on? And she was like, I mean, he has my contact. I just he has like he has to reach out to me. So like, (sighs) did you have any interaction to that extent with the big names or like you don't even have to tell me if you have scenes with them? Did you just? Yeah. bump into them on set no yeah no there i worked with them yeah oh that's so cool what was that like amazing really they that's what i'm saying like i sound i feel a bit like almost like people aren't gonna believe it but like it's true they they like everyone was so nice really encouraging um really supportive um really complimentary like it was so it was such a nice set and everyone was um it was so easy. It's like you just come on. I, it was like going into work and working with people that I felt like I'd been working with for a lot longer than the time that I'd actually spent with them. Um, but like straight away from my very first day, like lots of hugs, lots of, um, yeah. 
and Arnold is a, like, yeah, he's great. He's really nice. <laughs> he's really nice. But they all were. It sounds silly, but they were. Yeah. Well, to me anyway, they were. I don't know. Is it, is, is, is that something that you want to attain at some point in your life? Do you want to attain that kind of Linda Hamilton status? Like, oh my God, it's Linda Hamilton. Like, oh my God, it's, it's Rochelle <laughs> oh, Neal. Um, it's not why I, I do it. I mean, if these things, ha- I always think things like that take care of themselves. What I would, if I could pick anything from their careers that I would love is, is the um, consistency and, and sort of, a, a, I think maybe nothing's ever stable, but, you know, that's, I think success for me is, is constant, consistent work, you know, on projects that I really love and I believe in and, and that people really connect to. Like, I think, you know, Arnold has made, and so Linda, you know, they've made, and Mackenzie even, and Natalia, they've made, um, they've done work that people have really connected to and, and that will live on in, in our society and in our culture. And I think that is just absolutely, you know, beautiful and it's something to strive for. Um, in a sense of maybe people being like, oh, my God, that person over there, like, maybe not. But, <laughs> but into, like, work-wise, yeah, 100%. Definitely down for that. Yeah, so you want to have, like, that's so – so really the, the, the stardom and everything isn't really what you're doing it for, but if you had a, a lasting legacy. Yeah, or I, I, I've made a connection I think, you know, we're storytellers and I think there's, there's nothing more beautiful than thinking like, oh, I was a part of something that's really, you know, spoken to people. I think that's, that's something to strive for. And often it's the, those big movies like, you know, uh, like, I don't know, Black Panther or I don't know, any, any big movie can often have that kind of connection and people can really respond in that way. And I, I would love to, to do something like that in, within my career. That would be great. Well, it could be, could be Terminator. <laughs> it could be Terminator. <laughs> I am so excited. Like I, I am the more and more, like we get closer to it and the more and more I talk to, 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 to actors like you, it's just, oh, you're building my hype for this movie. It's. Oh, I love that. I love that. So anticipated. I'm so excited. It's not long now, really. It's what, November. Yes, uh, it's November 1st, and my birthday is November 2nd, so... Look at that. Boom. There is your it's present. Made, Lots of love yeah, from Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I think we've talked Terminator enough to the point where you can talk about it and not sound like you're um, just repeating yourself, because I know that that's essentially what you kind of <laughs> have to do, right? I mean, but you have to be vague. So... Um, a couple last questions and then I'll let you go. Do you ever see yourself branching out and becoming maybe a writer, a director, or do you do that already? Or are you? Oh, I, yes, I do not write at the moment. Like I'm, I, it's not something that I'm actively pursuing at the moment, but yes, I feel like creatively, um, there is so much to explore. I, I write at the moment uh, just for myself. Like I write short stories, um, etc. sort of like as a creative outlet. So yeah, I would love to, and I know I will at some point 
um, sort of push that. So yes, is is a short answer. Is a short answer. And in terms of directing, yeah, like that would be amazing. It's not something I'm pursuing right now, but yes, in the future, of course. Great, great. Because I mean, we need seriously. There, there is such a lack of female directors and and maybe even screenwriters. It's just it seems like it's such a male dominated thing that it needs more. Yeah, I would be intrigued to see what, say, the box office or what cinema would look like um, more if stories were told more from a female, like under a female gaze. Um, I think it does very much, um, it does things, it it changes things, it changes obviously our perspective and and what we're seeing, what we see. Um, So yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely love to contribute to that. Yeah. Because it's 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 unfortunate that like right now, if you were to say, okay, Eddie, can you think of a female director? I would literally maybe only be able to say besides like maybe Angelina Jolie, but like Catherine Bigelow. Yeah, that's exactly you what know? I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like that's the yeah. problem. It's like, but well, I can Regina think King, of... Regina King, I can think of one another one, Regina King or... But yeah, most of the most of the female directors that I can name are also actors as well. So they, it's kind of, um, yeah. But yeah, or they're just not very, or they're they're just not out there in like the general public's mind. No, you know? yeah, it is true. The same way that the same way that even Tim Miller is, and he's only done one movie, essentially. Yeah, so, true. Um, it's just, yeah, like I'm a, I'm, I'm a big pusher for that. Like, it's just, and I mean, I love Catherine's work. I mean, she, like, she, like, she actually has a connection to James Cameron and they were married at one point. Like, um, it's just, yeah, there's, there's a real lack of it and I'm just a big supporter. So it's great to hear that you would like to branch out. Yeah, I would. I would. It's some, it's one of those things which I always believe everything in its time, um, yeah, everything is time, but yes, it's on my list. It's on my list. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, and uh, the last question, and this is a this is a big one. Okay. All right. So prepare yourself, because I've asked this, and like people are like, "Oh man, like you're putting me on the spot here." Um, <laughs> what is out of everything that you can think of? What is out of everything you can think of? Name one movie that is just like you you look at it and you cannot imagine life without it like your favorite film of all time and i just want to see if i've even seen it heard of it oh i have mine but i always get a little bit embarrassed when i say it because it's it's such a um yeah i have one but yeah i always want to say i always get a little bit embarrassed when i say it um, oh, you're fine. But I've watched it like it's one of those films that I've watched like like hundreds of times, not hundreds, but like often. And I don't know why I like it as much as I do, but I think it's the the tone of it, the like the palette, the color palette that they've used, and the music in it is just it just sends me off to Barcelona, uh, which I also love. And the film is Vicky Cristina Barcelona. And I just love it. I can remember watching it when it first came out randomly. I was touring with a play and um, it was the, the apartment where I was staying, the, the landlord or whatever had it. 
and I watched it one evening after the show and then I watched it every single night after the after the show when I came back like it was like my thing that I was excited to go and do and I cannot tell you why I love that movie so much but it just seems to really make me happy or like wistful in some way (laughs) oh no that's a that's a are you you kidding me (laughs) I am not Woody Allen Come on, like Woody Allen. I know, but like I always, it's, it's, um, I often find that people are like, you know, oh, I do love Gladiator as well. That gives me the same kind of, um, like, uh, oh, and I've got another one. I love Gladiator. I love anything that like Christopher Nolan has, Nolan has done as well. Um, those kind of movies, any movies that kind of make you, I don't know, feel in a big way. So I'd say maybe Vicky Christina Barcelona and then Gladiator are my two. Can I have two? No. That's totally fine. And okay. then like maybe maybe behind Gladiator, The Prestige. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I love The Prestige. That's my favorite Chris Nolan. Ah, oh, yeah. So yeah. So yeah, that's it. But I always giggle. I don't know why I get so embarrassed about it, but I think it's because most people have like when you ask them for their favorite movie, it's either something extremely like obscure and really arty and I'm like, "Wow, you're just so cultured." <laughs> or it's some mammoth sort of I know die hard blockbuster whereas say Vicky Christina Barcelona feels kind of indie in a way to me so yeah oh no it, it I mean that's like um who, that's um Javier Bardem oh. Scarlett Johansson and Penelope Cruz yeah I I really dug that movie yeah. I've only seen it once but I I remember really liking it and being like I was on a Woody Allen kick at one point. Oh, I was really? like, "It's a yeah, Woody Allen one hundred and one. We should." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Woody Allen one hundred and one. Yeah, yeah. that was a big first. audience. <laughs> Me and we just sit and talk about Vicky Christina Barcelona. Um, <laughs> go on. <laughs> no, no, no. Like I was just gonna say that I like I, I think I had seen the movie that like kickstarted that that kick was uh, magic in the moonlight aha uh-huh, yeah i don't know if you've seen that one that's like a like a pretty recent one with yeah, emma stone with emma stone yeah there we go and um i was like wow that's that because like i'm actually like one of my side hobbies is uh magic and like um that oh, movie cool. is about like magician and and that's why i love the prestige so it's yeah um, I just I saw that and I was like, wow, like that's and Woody Allen is, is is actually he was a professional magician at one point in his life. So makes sense. Makes sense. But yeah, no, I think it's it's some there's something about I find with Woody Allen, he often plays with um the music. Like the music always feels like a an extra character in his like in Annie Hall and things like that. Like it always just feels like an extra character. And the setting always feels like an extra character. And I think Vicky Christina Barcelona for me just it like took two things that I absolutely adore and it, it merged them in this beautiful little love triangle square ish shape. And you should not feel a shit like you should not feel <laughs> anything for that. That is that's awesome that you felt that. Like yes. the movie apparently did something for you, you yeah, know? Yeah, it did, it did. I know it's funny. Yeah, I mean, it's funny in some ways. Some things I can feel very confident about, and then other things I'm like, "Oh no, I'm shy." Like, <laughs> but yeah, no, I love that film. <laughs> so, f- 
following because obviously uh, the Terminator is my number one, followed by Terminator Two. Mm-hmm. But number three, I just want to see if you've seen this one and just your quick thought on it. Um, I'm going to give you a hint just to see if you can guess it. Um, it came out in 2010. And it was directed by a fellow. Do you like to be called like like Do you like to be called a like a Brit? Yeah, Brit. Yeah. Okay, perfect. I just like I don't I don't want to offend anybody. Um, <laughs> it was directed by a fellow Brit, but it's a very American story starring James Franco. It was directed by a fellow Brit, but it's a very American story starring James Franco. Yes. Did you see it in 2010? 2010. Uh, no, I can't think of that at the top of my head at all. What does he play in it? It's a true story about a rock climber who got his arm oh, pinned. Oh, um, I want to say 27 hours or something like that. No, 20 is a number. It starts with a number. 11 hours? Something hours. There's a book. It's based on a book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I want to win, like as if like I'm on a game show. Like, let me win the prize. But like, it's uh, 27, 127 hours. There you go. There we go. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Okay, yeah. I haven't seen I, it, but I've read bits of the book because everyone was obsessed with the book. Oh my, yes, please. Like, if I implore you, because I mean, I've seen Vicky uh, uh, Christina Barcelona, so please make it a point to watch 127 hours because it is, I mean, you talk about one of the, like, I think one of the trickiest things with acting is being able to just make people care. And it's, it's incredibly difficult when literally for the majority of the time, it's one person in one confined location. Yeah. And, yeah. and 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 James Franco, he just he is magnetic on the screen. It's just you can't take your eyes off him. And the fact that it's a true story is just even more incredible. Yeah, you know, like no, it's, it's not insane. made up. So yeah. check it out. I mean, it's just it, 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 it's like an actor's buffet. But like the stuff that he does, he he gives a like a fantastic monologue of like going back and forth between two different people. Like he's essentially playing two different people in this one scene. It's so good. And it's directed by um, uh, Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle. There we go. Yeah. Hello, Brit. Oh, I love that. Thanks for the, the recommendation. I think I'll probably watch that tonight. Yeah. I it's, love a it, good movie. He was snubbed at the Oscars. He, uh, he <laughs> lost to Colin Firth for the King's Speech. Oh, but I love Colin Firth as well. <laughs> so much love this side of the phone you know <laughs> but yeah okay thank you no problem it's just yeah that, it, it's a very special movie i mean obviously i can't say watch terminator you watched it so um <laughs> re-watch them i think they're all awesome we should do it we should do like a, a marathon watching that with my partner was just um like before i started shooting it's probably one of the most fun parts of any job when you get to do that, when you're like, this is my homework, sit here and just watch great movies, you know? Yeah. And then I'm going to go off and get, like, hopefully make another great movie. So yeah. it's just like, it's a win-win for it you. It is a win-win. Yeah. So uh, Rochelle, and am I saying that right? Rochelle? Rochelle. Yeah. Rochelle. Okay. Yes. 
thank you. I, I, I really mean this from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for coming on. Oh, um, thank you for having me. It's been great chatting with you. Yeah, it, it has. And I am so excited for this film. And uh, like you said, if when it comes out and you can talk, um, would love to get you back on here. And maybe by that point, because um, I'm actually trying to figure this out, maybe we can get multiple cast members on here and uh, just have like a, like, like a dissection of it. You know what I mean? We can all meet. We can all meet and be like, oh, I love that bit that you, that you shot on your time on set. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> hey, look, you, it, it, you guys got to come to Orlando because there's like, this is theme park central down here. So we can hit up the Harry Potter and, and, yeah. and, and have some butterbeer and do all that stuff. So yeah. Team Hub. Team Hufflepuff. Uh, yeah, <laughs> my, my girlfriend's going to go insane when I tell her I talk to you, even if you're not in the movie. Oh, love that. Good times. Okay, thank you so much. I'm going to head, but it's been amazing chatting with you. Yes, it has. And um, I will send you the link to this if you just want to share it around. There's no obligation to do it, but if you just want to or just share it privately with whoever. Oh, thank you. Thank no you. No problem. Okay, have a good night. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Bye.